What's up, guys? Jason Payne, your host of the Sexy Business Status Podcast. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. I got my man, the myth, the legend, Cody. How do you say your last name? Hook? Hauk. 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 Cody Hauk. Like, that's a buff version of Hook. Uh, Co- Cody with a K. That's it. Cody with a K. That's what I remember. I was like, Cody. I was like, oh, Cody with a K. It's always internally, as I say, it's Cody with a K. So, Cody um, has been in our program, hanging out with us interacting with us, engaging with us, um, and he does interns as well, too. I wanted to bring him on, uh, one, because he sponsored multiple of our events, and anyone that transacts with me and supports me and my goal and my visions, my dreams, I will always give it back, always. Um, whether that's you know a shout-out, whether that's a podcast, whether it's buying your products or services or letting you bid it at least, um, and anywhere in between. So that's, that's why I got Cody on here today. So, Cody, my man, uh, what do you do? And, and why are you here? <laughs> yeah, man, I wanted to come on and just uh, obviously support you guys, man. You guys have been so key and crucial to my business growth this year, and it's been incredible. But uh, Prime Risk Insurance Solutions, we mostly do commercial insurance, uh, contractor space, manufacturing, cannabis space, uh, high net worth personal insurance. And we just do things different, man. I mean, we found we really found a hole in the market uh, in communicating with some of our other partners and and industry partners, we found this underserved niche between, you know, with companies doing between like two and a half, three million in revenue and companies doing 25, 30 million dollars in revenue mm. that don't really fit the large ABC's agency, ABC agencies that have the large scale risk management, but still need those same services at a high level. So that's really where we've tried to come in and help those businesses that fall in that in that area there and really, really provide high amounts of value there. So I've seen you've uh, increased your content on social media. <laughs> a ton. What, what does that look like and why? <laughs> you know, man, you guys really poured in, into that. The first event that I attended with you guys back in, I think it was February. Um, between that and another book that I recommended, saw you bought Dirty 130, kind of went along the same mm-hmm. the same path there. But, you know, I, I was really struggling to generate business. You know, I, I just posted a meme yesterday. It said, you've got all the talent in the world. What you're lacking is consistency. Mm. it's the only thing you're lacking is consistency so really started to dive into that a lot and and took a a a similar structure to what you guys and what what coach nikki t teaches in the seven day cash machine and make that long form content earlier in the week chop that thing up into a lot of bite-sized pieces of content get that stuff scheduled through the week and leave it alone it's there it's done um the results that i've seen from that over the last 90 days my business has grown literally 80 percent in 90 days. That's awesome. That's gangster. Dude, it's it's what, what would what would be your main your main reason that you got the I mean s- social media, right? Putting putting yourself out there. Yeah. And getting your brand and your name and like who you are, what you do out on there. But what else what else would you contribute that to? You know, man, I think that 80% is a big number. It's a huge number. It's a huge number, but I mean just the consistency of that and being known, but then I think that the act of doing that consistently and then starting to see some results from it has just Mm. built a self-confidence in me, right? That I don't give a shit. One of my core values, it's called stacking the wins. Yeah, exactly. It's a little win, cool, but because we do a lot of low-ticket stuff too Mm -hmm. in my roofing company, a lot of maintenance, repairs. So it's not a $20,000 roof. It's a $500 repair or maintenance. It's a $1,500 repair or maintenance. And and so my guys and my dude, I was like, get that, like, oh, well, that's, that's only, you know, 25 bucks. That's like, you know, lunch. It's not even date night money. You know, I was like, you're right. But if you do that times 20 times, 
no, we're and it's like you said, the mental mindset and the self confidence. I was like, that is what I focus on when I get a win that's not substantial and not you know a full roof or a big roof or a big ticket. Um, I focus on that's a W. No, absolutely, and I think that that's you know something like that is is necessary in my industry in particular, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you you really have to learn the intricacies of commercial insurance to go in and do it properly and effectively and make sure that the companies you're working with have everything they need. So being able to kind of build on some of those smaller wins, go and talk to, you know, the handyman that needs his policy written so he can go work for a major property management company. Like that teaches you the steps that you need to go in and work with a $5 million company. I just didn't dive in and start working with companies doing 10, $15 million in revenue. Sure. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Sure, sure, sure. You know, they came at me with, Oh, I need, uh, I need a, a products an ongoing operations endorsement on this policy. What the hell is that? <laughs> hey, Siri. <laughs> That's what Sean Wayland does. It's one of his, one of his funny things that he teaches people like, dude, how'd you know this? How'd you know that? And he's like, I literally grabbed my phone. I went to Google and I said, how do you build a ranch? How do you grade a road? How do you dig a well? How do you he's build no, his ranch? Yeah. Up in Utah. And, and mm-hmm. I was talking about, he's like, you guys act like I have this magic potion. And uh, <laughs> one of my, one of my ex business partners actually taught this kind of funny and he said, you know, what are, he's like, as a business owner, right? Because there's a CEO and the business owner, but most people as they're growing, they're the, both the business owner and the CEO, right? Um, and either way, he says, where do they go for their answers? So when someone comes up and from sales and has a question per, from production, from admin, from HR, whatever, and they come to you or they, 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 they climb the chain or the ladder or whatever, and they ask all, and they get to the CEO or the business owner. And they're like, okay, cool. I got a question for you. And they asked me the question, where do I, like, where's my person that I go to? Right? Because they're like, oh, Jason will always have the answer. Or Cody has the answer. Or, you know, the business owner has the answer. I'm like, no, most of the time they don't. Yeah. But they're not going to take no for an answer. And they're not going to lose revenue over it. And they're not going to sleep over it. And they're not going to not implement a system or a process because of it. We go, You figure it out. Yeah. That, right? I mean, goes back to, to 10x right say yes figure it out later <laughs> yes literally what it is i just think it's hilarious where people are like oh well man well you're so good at like creating this or doing this and doing that i'm like i don't take no for an answer and when somebody comes at me and says hey i got a question or a problem about x or y or z i'd like okay cool here are my options i can either crawl in a hole and die or cry i can go out of business or i can figure it out yeah i i think that that's that, that's something i learned early on as well as you know being honest in that with my clients is if they come at me with something that I'm unsure of, just tell them, I don't know the answer to that, but I've got somebody that does give me 48 hours. I'll have that for you. Yeah, and I so will be sure to know every in and out of it that you need to know. I, I, I listen to a lot of entrepreneurs, just like you do a lot of, a lot of big guys, Grant Cardone, Andy Versella, Ed Milet. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know which one said it, but he said, when it probably was a grant and it was probably on Cardone University, but he says, what, instead of saying, I don't know, he says, you know what? That's a great question. Yeah. That's Let it. me find out and I'll get back with you. Yeah. Um, I had a training yesterday with my, with my roofing team and uh, we were doing, we had a, a, a skylight guy come in and teach us about skylights and different kinds of skylights and different roofing, roofing systems that work with it and whatnot. And I asked him a question and I stumped him, not on purpose, but I asked him, he's like, he didn't say, I don't know. He said, that's a great question. 
He's like, let me, uh, let me, let me ask, let me make a phone call. Let me find out and I'll get back with you and I'll let you know. And I was like, ah, he didn't say, I don't know. You say, I don't know. It's like, well, what the hell am I talking to you for? Yeah. If you don't know and I don't know, where's your value? Like, I'm yeah. not going to transact with you if you don't know the answer. Right. But if you say, hey, you know what? That's a great question. Let me, let me find out. That you're, what you're indirectly saying is, I don't know, or I've never had this problem or the situation or this whatever. Yeah. But on the backside of it, it, the professional part of it is you're saying, I'm not saying I don't know. I, what I am saying is I'm willing to figure it out. Yeah. And that's where that, that's just, it's a, it's not what you say. It's how you say it type deal. So, yeah. And I, you know, I don't get too many of those at this point because I've really dialed in the market that we serve best sure. and the services that we can provide that provide the most value to those services. And I kind of veered away from the say yes and figure it out later stuff when it comes to my industry in particular, Sure, because you're messing with people's lives. Like if you don't know something and you just go and sell them a policy because you can, you can really fuck up someone's entire life. If something uh, happens oh, that they don't could, have coverage, you could bankrupt somebody. One hundred percent. You can close their doors. And and we're seeing that you know kind of going a little bit technical right now, but we're seeing that in the market right now because mm. you and I were just talking off camera and I mentioned the state of like personal lines insurance. It's going to shit. I mean, companies are telling us that they do not want customers. They're shutting down new business divisions for the rest of this year because they're taking such massive losses that they can't afford to bring on new clients that they don't know what to expect from them. Whew. So they're shutting down personal lines markets. And what you are seeing Brutal. from all of these guys who have made their living in personal lines that frankly don't know shit about commercial insurance, every one of them are out there where can I learn commercial insurance? I need to shift my focus to commercial insurance. I'm going to go start pounding on all these doors trying to sell commercial. Well, something I've been harping on the last couple of weeks is just because someone can do something for you doesn't mean they should. 100%. And I'm sure you see that 100%. in your industry too. I mean, oh, I'm dude, dealing it's... with a client right now. Um, is actually the one that I posted in the group about a couple of weeks ago mm. about needing the handyman. You want to go inspect yep, the roof? Yep. I just got off a phone call with her 48 hours ago. She's and she's got some properties in Prescott and she says, I, I was talking to her about you and she's like, oh, I just got a call from XYZ roofing company and they had somebody out there like half an hour later and they said they found all this hail damage up there and I need a whole new roof. I about pulled my hair out <laughs> and she said they've already called the insurance company and filed the claim. <sighs> you know what? That was a... <laughs> you're getting dropped. <laughs> you're going to get a new roof, but you're getting dropped whenever the renewal comes. Right. I can guarantee you right now right. that the company's going to drop you at the state of the market. Like anytime something like that comes up, call me first because right. I will get someone I know and trust out there to look at it and get a second opinion on it. And then we'll go from there. So this is, this is more rhetorical, but I'm going to ask you anyways. And then I mean, you use training you and helping, helping coach you, but also on camera. So those that are listening can do it. You are not in a sexy or an appealing type of business. Not at all. Um, but I also flip it, right? Like roofing, like what's sexy about roofing? Well, those that don't know me, like roofing's not sexy. HVAC isn't sexy. Plumbing mm -hmm. isn't sexy. Restoration isn't sexy. And then like people that have followed me for, you know, two, three, four years, like roofing is sexy. Why? Because I've told you that five million times. And if I tell you something enough, you're, one, you're going to believe it. Two, and then I show you yeah. that it is. Now in the insurance game with the content that you're putting out. One, what I recommend is you have your setup at your house or your office or whatever, right? Your little press record and do the camera thingy. Mm -hmm. Get outside too. Yeah. Right? Like you'll see my content. You you follow me, yep. right? Religiously. You'll see I do stuff in here, but I also do stuff in my other room and I do stuff outside. I'll do stuff on a roof, 
in a conference room, change the environment up in the background. So it's not always the exact same thing, the exact same place, and the exact same whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex Hermosi does it, and he actually stopped doing it. He'd be sitting down like this with his nasal strip, right? <laughs> thing, big, old, big old, you know, his white beater and his, and his big old muscles and, and uh, his big old strip there, and he would he'd be going and going and going. And now he's starting to change it up of where he is and what he's doing. But you want to change the scenery, one. And then number two is, what can you do in your business to make it appealing and not make it be like, oh my gosh, here comes the insurance guy, because that's how it feels, right? That's a stereotype. Yeah, absolutely. And, so and what are you doing to change that up to make it appealing to where people are like, I'll watch, I'll watch Cody's shit. I know he teaches insurance, but or coach, he sells. I just give you a plug. <laughs> I don't just sell insurance, but I I coach and I add value, right? You know, insurance. man, I, I think that that's the key to to how I'm building the business right now, and it not only brings a different perspective for me, but it helps business owners. Like they just look at some as insurance as a bill they have to pay and something they have to have to to do business, right? But when you involve a business owner in the insurance process and teach them how to properly manage their insurance programs, they're now invested in it. Right. They understand where I'm coming from. They understand where the insurance company is coming from. And they more, they, they just better manage their business overall from an insurance perspective and a safety perspective because they know that if they cost the insurance company money, it's going to cost them more money. Sure. It's, it's as simple as that. But- I think that's the biggest thing. And I think the biggest compliment that I personally get with the clients that I work with is they've never understood insurance before. They've never understood sure. what this policy is for, what this policy is for, why it's important that they have these documents signed or retain these documents. And I, I'm just finishing up with a client right now that, you know, I got connected through to through you guys. And that's been the biggest piece of feedback that I've gotten from them is, our insurance agent never even took the time to talk to us about this. They just said, here's the policy. Here's the quote, sign here, pay here. See you again at renewal. And that's not it. I mean, we are in the businesses we work with at a minimum quarterly. Sure. Reviewing, you know, mid-year claims, preparing for your your end-year audits. Day one that we start, we're getting ready for that year-end audit. Yeah. Because those are the biggest headache that people deal with. Right. And so that's what it comes down to. The way I see it with you is one – you have to dumb down your verbiage and your vocabulary because yeah. uh, you'll lose people. Mm-hmm. You start you start using big words. I'm actually blessed to not have a big vocab, although I started <laughs> like reading books about six years ago. Um, I actually listen, so I don't, I don't read as much. I do a ton of audible and listening, but I, I, I call it being blessed, but I don't have this crazy big extravagant vocab because you start using big words. And people will be so focused on the word that they don't know and Googling it and looking it up of what it means instead of the message that you're trying to portray and the value they're trying to add, number one. Number two, you're using big words. I can't relate with you. Mm-hmm. As like, this dude's a scholar. Like, you have to come down. Like, I need I need fifth grade vocab. Yeah. I don't want college algebra or pre-calc or any of that bullshit. Um, even in the roofing game, I teach my sales guys. I'm like, hey, they don't know what these, this flashing and this underlayment and this blah, 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 blah. There's no like... Dude, take the roof off, put the roof on, yeah. right? And But th- at that point, that's where you have to know the difference between just like, oh, I do insurance. Yeah, if someone falls off and dies, we cut you a check, right? Or someone gets hurt yeah. or you, you burn down a house or they, they cut you a check. At the end of the day, that's really what happens. Yeah. But if that's the only way they see it, then they're going to be price-driven. Like, well, if you're just like everybody else and the same fire at the same house, and if any insurance company will cut me a check for the same thing, why do I need you? Mm-hmm. 
that's where you have to understand that it's not just about price, but it's also not. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna call him out right now. I don't know if he's listening or not. But Nate Palmer, Nate the trainer, one of my good buddies, and I've 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 coached him and I've helped him with this, and he's doing way way better. But he is like a a nutrition and health freak, both literally and physically. Yeah. Um. Uh. Or sorry, and metaphorically. He is a, a doctorate. He has a doctorate in health, in science, in nutrition. I call him like a mini Gary Brecca, right? But when he talks and they go off on that, I was like, you lost me. Yeah. Now, so the other part is you need to know your audience, mm-hmm. right? Know your clients and know if they can run with you uh, as you go up in grades of vocab or, or experience. I have people that know about roofing. They were a roofer for 20 years or, they, or they're general contractors, so they know how roof goes on. Then you got the other guys like I do insurance. That's cheating because you guys do a lot of roofs. Um, <laughs> I I I work at, at Safeway. I'm a I'm a store manager at a Safeway branch. Whatever, right? Or I'm a banker. Yeah. They don't know jack shit about roofing. Yeah. So if I go at them with this, you know, twelfth grade, you know, vocab, they're gonna be like, whoa, like I'm a first grader in in roofing. You need to be able to come down, mm-hmm. and your content needs to reflect that. Yeah. So when you're doing when you're doing that, make sure that you're not. It's very easy to do it because you're like you said. I've been doing it forever. I've written thousands of policies. I do it all day long. I don't have twelve businesses like this is my jam. This is my bread and butter. Just like how I was of roofing. Like cool. You literally have to slow down and dumb it down so they understand how you can add value to them. Because if not, they're just gonna get stuck on like, holy shit, I'm overwhelmed, and then they're mentally checked out. I'll tell you the biggest breakthrough that I have with business owners and talking to them, and it blows my mind that agents can't explain this very simple concept of how rates happen. Like people will say, why does the amount of money I make have anything to do with what I pay for insurance? (laughs) It breaks down this simple. The more money you make, the more jobs you're doing, the higher likelihood there is of a claim being filed because your show, customer numbers show are hat and Just cover the prime part. See this thing that starts with an R, <laughs> the more money you make, the more risk you have. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Workers comp, same way. The Dude, more could, people you, you have an, on payroll, you can do an hour long podcast just on rates. 100%. And that'd be, that'd be, that'd be gangster for people. And then I would just send it for free out to, uh, just literally send to anybody, get a bunch of emails, LinkedIn or whatever, get, get an email list and, any contractor be like, Hey, what's your email? I want to yeah. send you a video about interest rates and not interest rates. Sorry, but why rates are not based off of, it's not a flat rate. It's based off of either payroll or revenue. Yeah. Right. Depending on your liability or comp. Yeah. Anybody- I, I, I didn't know that. I started my business four years ago. I had no idea. Funny story before I let you go. Funny story. I had a guy, I'm not going to tell you who it is. You know who he is. Big, big insurance company. I used to work. Uh, they used to write my uncle's company. And so I was like, Oh, cool. Took care of me, did a good job from what I thought. Hey, come in, write my stuff. Write my stuff. And um, and he did ask me, this is August of 2019. He says, hey, he's like, how much revenue do you think you're going to do? And I'm like, I don't know, like $50,000 a month. There's seven months left. Well, 50 times seven is 350000 And he's like, okay, cool. And does all this. Okay, this is what you're going to need and, uh, and whatnot. I'm like, okay. And Dory, who's my COO, who was my office manager at the time, it was just literally just me and her mm-hmm. and a two-man crew. <laughs> Um, we did a million dollars in, in five months yep. or seven months or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah from August to whatever, five months. And, um, 
I get a I get a bill for forty thousand dollars. Do you hear the story? Have you heard the story? I haven't heard the oh, story. Yeah, yeah. Trust yeah. me, I hear it yeah, from about everybody ones. I work with now. Yeah. And so and I was like, how do we owe forty thousand dollars? And we're a startup, yeah. right? So and so you got trucks, trailers, software, employees, uh, rent, you know, all kinds of swag, uh, just marketing. Money's just going out the door faster than it's coming in, right? Trying to trying to get this thing off the ground. And I literally, we literally get with the forty thousand dollar audit. I'm like, you got to be shitting me. I'm like, so first thing I do is I, I want to hate. I want mm-hmm. to hate my insurance guy. You're a piece of crap. What the hell's your problem? How what, like this kid literally blow like thank goodness I'm not an idiot and so I was able to you know make it happen and get on payments and but like that could bury somebody right. And I'm like, what did I do or what did my insurance guy do or what did he do or not do? To make me hate him instead of hate the process in the game. Mm-hmm. Hating the process in the game, I, I still hate that, <laughs> right? As I, you know, pay $20,000 a month in, in workers' comp right now. Um, but I, I, I didn't know. Yeah. And he didn't say, hey, cool, as long as you do 350 this is what you're going to pay. Mm-hmm. If you do more, be expected to pay X or Y or Z, or here's here's how to do the math in order to do that. Yeah. And so, because we go from August end of the year, we did a million. Well, guess what? Everyone's on cloud nine except for me because I got a $40,000 bill. Yeah. Right? That I was not expecting in yep. any way, shape, or form. I just knew mentally I had liability insurance. I had workers' comp. I had auto. I paid insurance. I'm not one of those fly by night, chucking a truck, uh, you know, D bag roofing companies that, that don't even know what those two types of insurance are mm-hmm. um, or they have one or the other. Most of them have liability. Most of them don't have work comp. They even don't know what it is or don't know why they need to have it. Yeah. Right. Homeowners. I actually have my folder. Do I have a folder? I have a folder um, for all of our sales guys that has our current active liability and workers comp forms saying, Hey, not because there's other guys, legit dudes in my industry, in my market in Phoenix that are legit roofing contractors that have a workers comp form, but it's expired yep. and they don't renew, Yep. but they still have, or they still show, or they still say, Oh, of course, well, of course these guys are insured. They're massive. They do this and this and this, but they're not renewed. I'm like, one okay. of those dudes falls off the roof. Like homeowner can like be in deep shit. It's done. My, so my dad, whenever he was building his last house, had that happen. Somebody fell off the roof. Shut up. And the company that was out there didn't have workman's comp. He had to, my dad had to come out of pocket and pay that guy like 20 grand for being off work for two months. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, it happens. It's a real story, man. It, it's, it's real, real shit. deal stuff that happens. And that's why people say, oh, why are you so expensive? I'm like, Dude, well, when I say I literally spend over a quarter million dollars a year just in work comp, like, like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. I'm like, yeah, do you want to cut $250,000? And I'm a very risk. People love me in the insurance world because I, I don't have any claims, <laughs> big or small, which is very, we're, we're very hypersensitive about safety and, and doing things right and, yep. and training our guys. But like, People don't understand that, like that. That's ex- you have to have that, that just in case. That's what insurance is, just in case. It's Liability exactly insurance. You have a just in case. Why? Just in case my guy backs into your garage door, or you know, or uh, this actually happened once upon a time in my uncle's company I used to work for back in the day. Uh, one of my guys was doing a repair. There was a rotted sheet of plywood. We had to pull the plywood off. Go to Home Depot, buy it, cut it, and reinstall it. Well, you're exposed, and you're all you have is your trusses to stand on. So he goes to stand on the, on one of the cords on one of the trusses. And it was actually the fire sprinkler line, <laughs> but those they're they're very solid. They don't. There's not a lot of flex in them. Yeah. There's about as flex. There's not much flex in those. So it's like, oh well, I'm not stepping on drywall or insulation. Like this is something solid. Steps on it, boom. The homeowner's at the house, in the house, in the shower, 
and walks out into his office and there's an inch of water in his hallway just cruising. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So thank goodness we had insurance. Yep. Liability insurance. Hey, what's the damage? 40 grand. Here goes check. Five thousand dollar deductible, whatever it is, yep. and we and we continue on in life. Yeah. But that's huge. Like I what I I recommend you being like Mother Goose. Tell those stories. Tell this like of your dad. I would tell that story once a week. Yeah. Don't be like my dad. So here's another thing too that I, I try and use, and I don't do it enough, I need to do better at it, is use trigger words. Mm-hmm. Right? Because the insurance, like insurance, naturally it's not like, oh, here we go. We're like, oh, a TikTok video or the submarine, you know, bull crest, the Titanic stuff. Like, you're, when it comes to insurance, there's not a lot of exciting trigger words. Yeah. They'd be like, hey, how many of you guys know what happens when someone falls off your roof? Yeah. How, what, happens when, what happens when your plumber floods your house? Like, that should be like your, whether it's an email or, uh, or one of your videos or something on social media. Like, I'd be like, what happens when the, the, your plumber floods your house? What happens? No, that, and what yeah, happens that's... when they are insured and what happens when they aren't insured and run with that, like a two or three minute tangent yeah. on, on both sides. Like if they are insured, here's what happens. Still sucks. Still, you know, restoration companies and claims and gutting it and getting all put back together. That's, that's a good, that's the good outcome. The bad outcome. If they don't have liability insurance is you are, you are screwed here, here, and here. Yeah. I would do that with every trade thing. Everything that you write mm-hmm. roofers, plumbers, HVAC, solar restoration you name it and i would go through and i would just do that and be like hey and then tell a story right no that's definitely a great uh yeah i'll I'll have to put a series together on that i've been trying to do some different things like that but not very specific with that and and it is a difficult market to 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 market creatively man i mean it's difficult to convey the differences to people without sitting down with somebody and having a conversation and that's one thing that i i try to tell people is you don't know what you don't know until you know what you don't know. Right. When you go and it's time for your insurance review to do due diligence around your insurance program, talk to at least three different people. You're going to have a different level of conversation with someone. You know, odds are you'll have a different level of conversation with someone. And that person's going to spark that little bit in your brain. That's like, well, just, just why like in, was that conversation different? Well, and just like in the roofing world, right? Like, can you to quote and some people get like five quotes. One person doesn't show up. One person never sends a bid. The other three, uh, uh, the other three do send a bid. One will send a bid, never call you. One will send a bid and follow up with you once or twice. And one will call, send it, call you, and follow up with you like four or five times. Yeah, it's like, but you got five bids from five legit roofing companies. Happens every day. Mm-hmm. I did a, I did a case study once upon a time. Some of my other buddies that are competitors, and then I gave them a report. I did a full on report of every roofing company. I'm like, here's, did they show up on time? Did they no call, no show? They send an email. So when it comes to that um, in the insurance space, like, hey, just like I said, add value, educate, educate, educate. Yeah. Um, so not if, but when that happens. But every every time you press record, hey, are you a contractor? Hey, or whatever you're looking for, whatever your target market is. Mm-hmm. Mostly contractors, I'm assuming, right? Uh, yeah. Ish? Yeah. So like, hey, are you a contractor that, you know, has more than 10 employees? Are, are you a contractor that's doing more than $3 million in revenue? Because what you're doing is you're either qualifying or disqualifying your audience. Yep. And that's where it comes down to is same thing. I said, hey, are like all my stuff, are you a small business owner doing more than half a million dollars a year in revenue? If you're a startup and it's you and your dog or you and your cat or your mom, and you're like, we're going to start a business. Uh, not my not my jam, right? They would join Nikki T's program. He's He does the startup guys, right? The yeah. solopreneur game. 
was like, if you want to scale and you want to go kick ass, like that's where I come in. Yeah. So do you already have some momentum? You already have some, uh, you know, a couple employees. You already have some sort of revenue. You already have some sort of marketing. Even if it sucks, you got something. Yeah. So that, that's why I qualify your disqualifier. So yeah. I say, are you a business owner? If you're not a business owner, guess what? Mentally, it, like the, your brain checks out and you're in a swipe up, swipe left, you know, or, or keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. So are you a small business owner? Okay, cool. There you are. So now I, I literally 50-50. Now I got the small business owners that are still like, oh, listen for another second. Do you have that has ten, uh, five employees or more? Well, guess what? If they only have one or two employees, guess what? Now I just get rid of the one or two employees and they're not going to listen. Yeah. But you have more than five employees. So now I have business owners with five employees and you just go to that next tier. Yeah. And you can do like, within a matter of seconds, you can get to like six, seven, eight, ten tiers like that, you know, that, that's your target market audience that are listening yep. and all ads will help you do that. Right. Facebook asks you all those demographic questions. Right. Yeah. Um, so our event, do you, are you, a, are you a small business owner that lives in Phoenix? So if you're Tucson, don't come, mm-hmm. right. I say Arizona, but in Arizona, so in California, like I'm not, that's, I'm not going to attract anybody that's not in Arizona. Yeah. So when you're doing that, like call out your target market every freaking time. Now, you might have several different target markets, like I do for roofing. I got restoration. I got property management. I got real estate. I got all these different, I have like seven, uh, pest control, HVAC, solar, like uh, like seven different streams of revenue. Um, so you don't you can you can be specific to each of them mm-hmm. or you can be broad yeah. to them. But that's what I would do is make sure before you go teach a tip, make sure you call out instead of just throwing it out there like, hey, here's a tip for the day. It's like, the hell is like, no, here's a tip for small business owners. Yeah. Boom. I'll tell sense? you, I'll tell you one thing I'm super excited about that I'm going to be announcing at the event coming up and I'll give a little teaser of it right now for guys that are attending okay. is we've worked with some carriers over the last couple of months, trying to refine what we're calling our foundations program. That if you're a small business, but you are looking to scale and working on scaling, we want to come in and help and really lay that solid foundation of a really healthy, effective insurance program from the beginning so when you're get you know when you're in that position of of 350 to a million you're not having that unexpected $40,000 audit. You've got a sure. really healthy managed insurance program from the beginning. Totally. Super excited about that. That's that we'll awesome. be able to come in and take that guy that's doing 50 grand this year and really teach him the basics of how to build this going forward so when he gets to the $15 million level they're just ready to go where what we call top of the stack submissions that it's a super clean account, very well managed and any underwriter is going to be willing to unlock those. You know, a lot of people don't know this. There is that lock box full of the best available rates that these companies get. Oh, yeah. And those are only given to the guys that are giving to, getting top of the stack submissions to them that they know this account's going to be healthy and managed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, it's all about risk. Right? Like how, like how risky are you? Like, Oh, you're a 16 year old with the Corvette burning Corvette. It's like, yep, you're out of here. Yeah. But people don't see that and like, oh, I'm a business owner. Like, or like, I've been roofing for 10 years before I started my business. Mm-hmm. I only had one person and there was one that actually wrote me. They're like, we don't, you've been an employee for 10 years. You haven't been the business owner for 10 years. Yeah. And it wasn't your business for 10 years. Yeah. Some people, there's no credibility there. Totally fine. I had one that was like, I was a GM and the sales manager. So I basically ran it. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, oh, so it's like this, but the people underneath you, were the ones that were or were not having claims or having issues. I was like, yes, that was me. So I was able to use that credibility and push yep. it to get decent rates from the get-go. Yeah. But some people from the get-go, when you start a business in the insurance world, you are a 16-year-old, I was going to say female, it doesn't matter if you're male or female, right? But you're a 16-year-old <laughs> kid 
that that is driving a 2023 Corvette. Yeah. Your insurance exactly. is not going to be $125 a month. No. It's going to be 900. It just yep. is. So as a business owner, when you when you go in, you are going to get screwed via just because you're high risk. Now what you do is over time, you prove yourself by not having crazy uh you know a lot of claims and and what we can go I can go forever in this stuff cuz I just ask a gajillion questions <laughs> over the past 4 years cuz I'm like, "Hey, how do I make insurance work for me and not against me?" Right? Let yeah. just keep asking that. It, so, it, it is. And so that's what it comes down to. So It really is. And and, and having an experienced risk management broker on your side helps that because me, if I go to my underwriters and say, Hey, here's an account that I'm working on. They know I've properly vetted that account. Right. They know I'm not going to bring them something that's going to have a million dollar claim this year sure, and they're sure. going to lose their ass on. Right. They know I've vetted it. My safety programs are going to be installed in that. I'm going to be constantly consulting with that business, making sure that things are going right. And we're going to get those one best available rates, but two top of the stack. Like, when yeah. my submission goes in, I have it back in 48 hours. One so, guys are waiting three weeks. So my, my question back. for you is, so uh, the last question before we wrap up here. Those that are listening, what would you, what advice would you give to the listeners? Because you're, you're right now, since, since February, we're in mm. June right now. So from February to June, what would be the number one thing that you would advise you would give to them to do that you weren't doing and then was it, it was because of me or Grant or whoever you were listening to or being coached by or watching? What would be the number one takeaway? Like, this has been the biggest thing that's helped me skyrocket my business in four or five months. 80% growth. All of it cumulatively is summed up in, I think, you know, one of Grant's quotes in the 10X rule is it's better to start something and suck than not start something at all. My content four months ago was not. Great. I was stumbling all over myself. You could see my ceiling fan spinning in the background, my dirty vents. Like it just looked like craps. Didn't sound what didn't sound good. I was the only one who knew that. Only one. I was my biggest critic. Only one. Yeah. But I just committed to doing it daily. Every right. single day, every week. The blog post was out, the videos were out, the snips were out, everything was out. And now every single day I get a message from someone that says, Hey, I can't open my social media without seeing your face pop up somewhere. So I need this about insurance. Can you help? Yeah. Love it. As one of our core values, done is better than perfect. Yep. To a T. To a like, T. I have people like, oh, I'm going to start a podcast. Cool. Go, go, go to here, press this, start this, and do your first episode. I don't have a camera. I'm sorry. Did you need a camera to do an episode? No, you need, you need a voice memo that is literally built yeah. into your iPhone. That's it. That's all you need. And it's not just and your social free. media content. Like, no. yeah, social media content's part of it. It's if you're in a business where cold calling is part of your business, do it. The only way you're going to get better is to fail a whole bunch of times or say the wrong shit a whole bunch of times. Right. And finally, you're going to find a cadence that sticks. You're going to you find your value proposition that sticks. But you can't get to that point without starting it, doing it consistently, and then, frankly, failing a lot. Bam. All right, guys, I got my boy Cody Hoke in the house. And uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for helping us, dropping some bombs, some nuggets in regarding insurance. So if you are a contractor or if you're looking for uh, not personal but commercial type of insurance from work comp to liability insurance, whatever the case may be, Cody, uh, Cody will be there to help you. And um, uh, he's sponsoring our event in July. Uh, like said, Michael Burnoff, Natalie Dawson, Andy Elliott, freaking uh, Tommy Mello, Carlos Reyes, Jordan Adler, Peter Meyerhoff and Nikki T and myself. Like, Heck yeah, man. Gangster lineup. Gangster Super. lineup. Yeah. So it's going to be huge. So appreciate you all. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you next time.